can help us start to dance because here we go. It's podcast time with Dr. Jenna <laughs> and me. And we've already done our TikTok dance. Out yeah, the hall. So we did it. We should be using a little Taylor Swift because it was uh, Shake It Off is what we did. Oh, you mean we should have that as our entry? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should have done it. But we didn't think. <laughs> it's Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna Burton coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's Epic Podcast Studio. I'm James Pikeaway. And we're going to talk about eyes today. That's that's where we're going. Eyes. I we are. We, we use them every day. <laughs> we use them every day. We don't really think about them very much. Not really. We, you know, we have contact lenses we get eye infections not necessarily from the contact lenses sometimes we get dust in our eyes we get you know things over and over again i had a son who poked his eye with a fork who my youngest oh goodness me you know you know when your kids are like five or four and they're they're eating and you you know they're doing all this and you're and you're saying as parents don't do it you're gonna poke your eye out he did poke his eye wow was he i take it he was okay after and there was no residual damage he poked into the white thankfully and there was no nerve damage there was no anything because we then took him to the you know there was a little bit of a a mark and and whatever that part of the eye that's called but we took him in and said yeah you're so lucky if he'd just been over a little bit more it would have been a whole different story yeah you got all your sclera in that there but the the thing is is that you can get infected when you have a foreign body go into the yeah. eye. So usually you give antibiotic drops them to go home. And I'm with sure and that's what we had. And check nothing's left in the eye. Oh man, that was, it was horrible. Well, don't forget the eye, like every other organ in the body, is still protected. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like if you hurt your skin, we have bleeding and we have layers of skin. Um, the, the, our eye has got membranes that covers it to try and protect it from yeah, things yeah. like this because they're quite vulnerable, aren't they? They are. And you wear contacts? No, I had laser treatment oh. on my eye. Years and years and, and years And it's, it's all been good. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I had Hold it on, done, you just said, yeah. Well, so I had it done 10 years ago. 10 years, that's a um, long time. That's, that's first gen laser It was first technology. generation laser, but I was almost blind. I was really, really, had a high, very high prescription to my glasses and my contacts and I found that I suffered with really dry eyes okay so, with so what did you just lots of eye drops so and- lots of eye drops but if you suffer with dry eyes often what you find is you get repeated infections so oh. contact lenses dry eyes therefore lovely oh, harboring yeah. ground for repeated infections and then I'd have to wear my glasses and that was the issue you and my mum are people that love wearing glasses I love glasses I mean I and, you and, rock them James and I, I work sort of the opposite I mean I have I have I need them for reading now but it's really for the far distance that I need the glasses that's age often and, that happens at the and, age and so I, I never really fit into the bracket to go and get laser like say oh you can get laser and it's like yeah, yeah. you don't qualify sir it's like okay that's good because I don't want it anyway but I was just curious well yeah and it does it changes your vision or maybe first generation laser does first of all it can make your eyes drier so I oh. really bad with dry eyes really? like why but why would it make your eyes drier because it's lasering the top not your tear ducts and all that stuff. I have no idea why it makes the eyes drier but it does and as I say this is years ago whether it still yeah. makes the eyes drier I'm not sure but it certainly did back then it was it was something they really counseled you about the fact yeah. that you're going to suffer with dry eyes forever yeah, um, and I, and especially if you've had a problem with dry eyes. So I'd already had lacrimal plugs put in, which is where what, they put what, this little what? tiny plug. Say, say that again. Lacrimal plugs. Lacrimal plugs. So you have. Sounds like something out of Star Trek. <laughs> Get the lacrimal plugs out. Well, the lacrimal <laughs> plugs were put into the lacrimal gland. 
because what's what's, what's this? I've never even heard of this gland. Like, why are you dropping a new name on me like this? <laughs> well, primal glands. Okay, so where's you, that? Right in your eye, it creates water. Right, you need water for um, lubrication of the eye to again to protect it against infection. And, and our eyes are pretty wet, actually. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are wet. Like we wouldn't be able to blink properly. It would feel gritty, and we'd get stuff stuck in it a lot more regularly, like sand particles, because uh-huh. there'd be nothing helping flush it away. So then we have these little glands. I actually there are two glands, but the the main ones are here, just at the front. So the anterior. So, so this is really good if you're watching on the YouTube video portion yeah. of the lower eyelid. Yeah. Um, so that is basically on the bottom and in the middle uh-huh. of the eye. Is that like the little bump we see? If you look really closely, you yeah, kind of see yeah, a little yeah. bumpy thing. Yeah, it is actually because that's where basically we drain away our tears. Uh-huh. We drain away the fluid in our eye to allow for fresh fresh produce to come in, as it were. And you can actually get little plugs that go in there. It can even be just put in by your optician. Really? Is that and like day surgery thing? They just kind it's, of not, it's a nothing, James. It's not a big thing at all. Really? It's just like... Chuk, chuk, chuk. That's it, and we'll charge you this much money. Um, and uh, I had those put in, and they did help. Do they a last while. forever? No, eventually no. they will come out. Kind of like your, like the ear grommets, kind of the same thing. Put them in, they can. Yeah, they just come out, and, and it's not like you necessarily even feel them come out or whatever. But you're just sort of they're just not there anymore, mm. and um, sometimes you can see it. And they worked really, really well. So you ever thought of getting them redone? No, do you know what? I've never yeah. thought about doing it. So yeah. I've, <laughs> I must have had that done maybe about 12, 13 years ago. I've not, okay. never thought about it since, but maybe I should because I often go to the optician saying, I think my vision has changed since having laser because yeah. that can happen because your eye continues to change. So it. that's my fear of laser is you go and get the laser done, mm-hmm. sorts everything out, and then as you start getting older, your vision will obviously degrade and because i've had the laser it's now going to degrade in some weird and fantastic way that is a byproduct of the laser and i'm just i'm I'm, there's no i've got no science on this i've got no i've read nothing on this it's just my brain saying i don't want to chance it but you know all the laser does is it changes the lens at the front of the eye Mm. so it's not going to have knock-on side effects, okay. really, because all it's doing is changing the shape to make the light come in through that lens at a better angle in oh. order to then form the image on the back of the retina. So you've mm-hmm. got you've got your eye, you've got your lens at the front, the light comes in, it changes the direction through the lens, and then it forms an image, and it sh- the image should form on the back of the retina. If it forms behind the retina, or it would form behind the retina, oh. then that's long-sightedness. And if it would, if it forms a bit short, so a bit before the retina, that's short sightedness. And the problem is, as you get older, is that your lens becomes a bit stiffer. It's a bit more difficult yeah, yeah. to manipulate. And as I say, your eye also changes shape. You know, in pregnancy, that's when a lot of people will have changes in their vision. Really? And you should, yeah. Because, I never knew this. Well, the muscles relax. So the muscles that change the lens I guess, relax all, a little. The, all the muscles in a woman's body starts to relax they for do. to facilitate yeah, childbirth. Yeah. Well done, James. Yeah. You think you had two children? Um, and also, you're... I watched. I, I, I was just a. I was just a, a, an observer. I was in the gallery. No, no, that's probably the best bedside. Place to be. yeah. <laughs> I told you the story when when you know you did all the the prenatal. This got nothing to do with eyes, but. But I did. We did the prenatal training, and yeah. which is useless. You yeah. Know, and you know, can you count to ten? That's all you got to be able to do. So you know, skip it. All. Well, I mean, you meet, we met great people through that, and that's what, all that it was. Is we got lifetime friends. But you know, and and so I still remember. I know my wife was probably like nineteen hours in labor, right? And and at this point, I'm like tired because I get to bed early. 
And this is stretching through the night. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you. I know. <laughs> and that was exactly what she said when I was counting to 10 and I let out a big yawn. <laughs> that did not go over well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was, it makes you feel better. I was in labor on both occasions and um, uh, James was asleep. And I remember being, really? 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 Not, not for when it got really bad towards the yeah. end, but like, there were really? portions, yeah. But the sad thing was, all I kept thinking about when we were in, you know, in the delivery room is they had the bassinet you know, with the light on, and all I kept looking over there, because I was also getting hungry, I was thinking, man, that would be a great place to have garlic bread just sitting there right now. <laughs> I, I just kept looking at it going, that's like a garlic bread warmer. I didn't say it out loud, because I thought the nurses would also like have it on me, but I just... I, have I never told you the story about the baked potato? <laughs> no. So when so we've really gone off on a tangent, and we should also at some point talk about prenatal classes because I also that's agree. our next podcast. Yeah, that's definitely our next yeah. podcast. Um, but very quickly, when I was in labour, I was I'd not eaten anything for a long, long, long time, and I was getting really hungry, and I now had an epidural, so I'm a lot more comfortable. And this lady walks in with this lovely baked potato, which is what I'd craved the whole way through like, pregnancy like with the boys. Sour cream, chives. No, no. no. Just cheese. 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 Cheese and butter. What more do you what want? What kind of cheese? Just cheddar cheese? Oh, yeah. Grated. Okay. Grated good, cheddar. Good, yeah. Good, Mild. Good. Uh, Mild. And a load of butter and a, and a side salad. And, and it's coming in and I'm thinking, oh. She, she's in the delivery good. room with that? She's bringing it in. I've been there for ages. And for then, her or for you? For me. Okay. And I'm like... <laughs> arms starting to stretch out thinking yeah and I didn't realize that everything had got a lot more active down below and so the midwife was like no please take that away and I I still to this day feel so cheated about my baked potato um because then it was everything got going I didn't know no one told me I was just like that's funny yeah so then that night I got a piece of toast that was it so anyway, anyway, that's that's the side point. Pregnancy changes your eyes. you yeah. you swell more. So just to recap where we were, we're talking about the fact of laser, which we will and and that came to us as we were talking about what's the name of that gland again? Lacrimal gland. Lacrimal gland. And then we were talking a little bit about laser and eye wetness and then my fear of laser because it's gonna change your eye, and then you were just clarifying that yeah, your eyes change anyway. Yeah. So there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, well done. Great recap there, James. So I, sh- I change all the See, I got time. another batch. Last week it was for the notes that I wrote, and now I got one for the recap. This is good. Well done, James. Yeah, basically medical student now. And um, when um, so when you go for laser, they they tell you it won't. It, we can't guarantee twenty yeah, um, vision forever. Mm-hmm. And I decided I was so blind that I'd probably never go back to being as bad as that. Yeah. But what I found was it definitely made my eyes more dry. And, and that's, so, like, are you always dropping now? Are you putting drops in? I, I don't always, and that's oh. actually the problem because I don't. I feel like my eyes are blurred, and um, so even, it's just liquid. It just needs to be moisture. Yeah, it just it oh, basically okay. just needs it, artificial tears, effectively. Yeah. Um, you can also use your diet to try and manipulate how wet your eyes are by really? taking lots of like good fats. Yeah, that really um, works. Like, yeah, if like, I, I mean, you don't. You, you're a vegetarian, so do you do fish? I don't do fish. No, so you're not going to get any. You're not going to get any mackerel or anything in no, there. No, but you've got like nuts, seeds, linseed, okay, things like oh, that. Linseed, okay. You know, um, really healthy fats Olives, help. Yeah. And 
to what extent I'm not sure but you know it's it has been proven to some extent and in fact they really advise you change your diet before you have um before you go for the the laser treatment I've never heard that from anyone I've known lots of people who maybe they just ignore that part of the well it's not going to be it's not going to totally change everything completely is it's not a cure but it's it's a helping hand so I never I know we all you know off offhand people always say you know carrots and stuff are good for your eyes and you know so carotene carotene so the, the idea of diet and eyes is obviously there but i i never really put together that there's a whole bunch of things like talk about naivety a whole bunch of things that you could be eating and by changing your diet could help with moisture of eyes could help with eye health let's let's think about it really because i th- there's an awful lot now of naturopaths and yes. we, we had one of the wellness brothers on didn't we yes which one did we have Ryan. I think we had Ryan. I think we had Ryan. I'm not entirely... Yes, it was Ryan. It wasn't Sean. His name is Sean, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, there we is had... Sean, Sean and Ryan, yeah. Yeah, we had a wellness brother on. I'm supposed to go... I'm actually... You know, and this has been a long time. This has been a couple of years. I'm supposed to head over to their place and do some more podcasts with them. It's good for reminding me. Yeah, it's okay. No, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Double up his PA. Yeah. <laughs> you should be working at the Wellness Brothers Clinic. Uh, they, well, they do some really great stuff because yeah. they're really into using diet, a natural resource, yeah. to help uh, heal the body. And in fact, a friend of mine, she's very, very much into this holistic style medicine. Uh-huh. And she's managed to use her diet to basically calm down her thyroid. She became really? hyperactive thyroid. And she's managed to use her diet to manipulate her thyroid. Really? Yeah. And even the doctors are saying, we're not sure how this is working. Now, I don't recommend people do this alone. If they're going to do it, make sure the doctor has said, please, you know, go ahead. Like try. follow up, follow up with the doctors so yeah. that they know what's going on. So they don't start playing around with medicines and things. And- it's, it's not even just that, James. If you decide you're going to heal yourself, that's great. And there's definitely a place for it. But there is also times when you can't right. do that entirely. Yeah. And you should at least be under the watchful eye of someone that can intervene and say, okay, look, you need yeah. to take the chemical. It's like a second opinion. Yeah. You need someone to say, yeah, it's not quite working. Yeah, exactly. So this friend who did the thyroid stuff, but all they've... they've Marty Hobby, by the way, she is a wonderful Hobby. lady, is available for consultations online. She's here. Is she in the UK? She used to be in Dubai. Now she's in the UK. Okay. Marty Hobby. Yeah, she's uh, actually she'd be a great person for a podcast. I think we we'll get her on um, the Zoom. She's really into nutrition, diet. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds like a perfect one. We just got to set up the right time. Yeah, okay. let's let's definitely do it. And I think if she heard about my dry eyes, she'd be like, Jenna, yeah. you need to be having X, Y, and Z to eat. And um, you know, but point is, dry eyes. And the other thing with laser, going back to the laser, is it just changes your vision slightly. It just uh. alters it. Um, for the, for yours, but you, you figure, yes, it's altered the vision, it's altered it slightly, and yes, it, it's going to degrade over time, but it's never going to go back to as bad as it was. It doesn't necessarily degrade, but oh, there, is okay. a, there is a high chance of it right. getting a little bit yeah. worse. But yeah, so I've, I've been a happy customer, and I'm glad I did it because I couldn't cope with the, the eye infections. I couldn't cope with it anymore. And this is that whole thing. Some people are are just prone to eye infections. Do we, do we know why? Is it because people are wiping their eyes a lot? I mean, that's one thing that I think this whole pandemic stuff, and so I, I, I swore that we were not going to talk pandemic, and we're not. But I want to just hit, skirt on the, the fringe of the pandemic. The hygiene aspect. The hygiene aspect. Yeah. And people are wearing masks everywhere. I mean, at I, I work, I have it on all day. I don't take it off. And someone walked by my office the other day and said, uh, James, why do you got your mask on? I said, you know what? I just leave it on. It's just, it, it is what it is. 
but I notice people are not touching their faces as much and they're not biting their nails. And you start to notice when you're watching people without masks, how much people wipe their eyes and touch their face. And we don't do that as much. Uh, not something that I've subjectively noticed, I guess. But I think it's fair to say people are more aware of hygiene. I think yeah. if anything, people are just washing their hands more. Yeah, there's a lot more of the, and there's a lot yeah. more sanitizer everywhere. I mean, look, we got, I sanitize all this stuff. We've got the hand stuff over there. People are just gooping up all the time. I've never seen so many people gooping up their hands in my life. Definitely. And, you know, that pay, plays a part definitely in recurrent eye infections is, are you washing your hands before you start yeah. trying to mess about with your eyes, washing your hands before you remove contact lenses or, or place contact lenses in? But it's also... Do you think uh, people don't wash their hands when they take out contact lenses? Uh, I'd say some people don't. I mean, I've seen people drunk on nights oh, out, no. just go in and throw them. Yeah, it's, you know, um, <laughs> just throw them somewhere in the room. But you've also got to consider, are they wearing daily contact lenses with a uh, fresh pair that have come from a sterile environment? Are they wearing monthly contact lenses, much yeah. more likely to get infections? But, you know, they have the pros and cons to, to each of them. Are they washing their hands properly? Are they, is their immune system a little bit low? Do they have dry eyes? That's a great yeah, harbour okay. for... Um, for infections. Well, so, so let's let's talk a little bit about eye infections because yeah, there's a possibility if you have got contacts that you're gonna you're gonna head down the eye infection route. But people just generally get. Eye, I mean, the other day I had one of these kind of things, and it was like, what's going on? I said to my wife, I said, Look, is my eye red or anything? Because it just felt weird. It, it and it and I just kind of said, this has got the feeling of an infection coming on. It seemed to work its way out. So whatever for whatever reason, but. It was, it was, I was going, oh, and my wife said, oh, that's not going to be good if you got an infection going. And I'm going, yeah, I got to go and get that checked. And I got, ah, oh, who needs that? Well, it's an inconvenience. It's, that's it, it is. It's like, what it's an inconvenience. It's a bloomin' inconvenience. <laughs> you know, so. I'm not going to look good in my TikTok videos. Like, <laughs> got one eye. dance from very, very far away. Got one eye closed and I'm going to have to start talking like a pirate. Arr! Do you remember when you were a child and some, there were those days that just occasionally you couldn't open your eye because yeah. there was so much gunk, it yeah. stuck together, and usually because of some sort of infection. So the most common infection, there are various ones, but the most common one is the conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. Everyone's heard that word. Yeah. No one knows what it means, but they, oh, I've got conjunctivitis. And it's like, okay, don't it's tell me. red eyes. <laughs> so um, in America, I think they always associate... Yeah. It, it's always associated with feces getting into the eyes. That oh right? no, is that how is that is that how you get conjunctivitis? I have no idea. It can be, but there are other ways. But oh, I think in the eye that someone hasn't washed their hands. Oh, I can do. That. They've had a bad toilet wipe, and then they rub, <laughs> rub their eyes. The next thing you know, you got the. Oh, the you're so right. It's not, but it wasn't me that made that up, James. That was an American. I, I've seen it on a few films. Like you got pink eye, da, 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 da. and it was like, oh man, um, I can't believe. <laughs> they're, they're scratching a little bit. Yeah, I was like. <gasps> we know why oh no that's horrible so medically speaking yeah. yes your eye could appear red because you usually get congestion of the vessels on the eye uh-huh. conjunctivitis itself means inflammation of the of the conjunctiva which is like sort of covers the eye you know that itis i see i didn't i had no idea that's why they called it that that the conjunctivita is the cover yeah it's like uh, the membrane that covers uh-huh. you know that um you know, do you know what itis is in medicine? No. Right, let's teach some Latin now. So okay. I remember when I first started university, you were given a dictionary, a Latin dictionary. And in the first year, it's absolutely... Learn everything. Because every word, you're like, oh my God, what does this mean? And you have to look it up. And then eventually, you actually don't realise, you start to understand so much Latin ah. that you you can figure something out what it means. So itis means inflammation. So tendonitis, inflammation of the tendons. 
Um, let's think of another one. Um, which I think of another one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tendonitis, tonsillitis. Tonsillitis. Well done, James. <laughs> inflammation of the tonsils. There's loads of them, and you'll you'll hear it mentioned very regularly. So conjunctivitis, inflammation, and usually it is from an infective cause, so bacteria, a virus, a fungi, but it could also just be from irritation. So uh-huh. it could be a foreign body that's gotten and irritated. Um, Typically, we do actually tend to treat most conjunctivitis with anti- with antibiotic drops. That's usually because it is bacterial. So it can come from fecal matter where if you've not washed your hands properly. But it can also come from something that's on your face that you've wiped in your eye. Mm. Um, it could also be, again, contact lenses. Putting, putting your, just basically putting your hand in your eye or a foreign body is yeah. usually the cause. And conjunctivitis is pretty common. Like, yeah. This is... That's why children tend to get it more as well, because they're always messing around, aren't they, yeah. with those dirty fingers? Yeah, and then I saw some kids the other day, where we were just out somewhere, and two little children just wrestling with each other, and the, and the little girl, she was getting the upper hand on the boy, it was it was very nice to watch that, and she was she was rubbing his eyes, and I'm just thinking, I wonder where those children have been playing, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. someone's getting an eye infection. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it's so common, isn't it, and especially in young children, and if it's gunky or oozing, then yeah, definitely yeah, you're looking at bacteria. It's that pussy thing in the morning where you can't open your eye thing, and you then, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's not, it's not pleasant. I mean, so that's something that's very common. And the other thing that you often get is um, blephritis, which is where you get inflammation and and basically an infection of the eyelid itself. Um, I've seen those people. Yeah, and you have to almost like clean the eyelids, and it's you've got Underneath? like little oil glands. No, just with um, a cotton wool bud. Okay, just the top. Um, yeah, and shampoo. you shouldn't be doing this on a day to day basis. This is for people that okay. have got the condition, and you need to sort of clean your eye because it's often a problem with the oil gland gets. Um, you get sort of dead skin that blocks it and then you get infection of, of, of the gland. Um, that's also quite common, in, again, contact lens wearers. Yeah. These people do tend to... So it's two for two with contact lenses. You know, I'm almost <laughs> terrified to say it, but I used to get loads of infections with my with my lenses and I don't think I've had an eye infection since. Yeah, I've not worn them since like 12, 13 years. Just watch. Next week I'll come in and my eye will be right, I, right I, red. You know, I, I'm just... I, I know that folks love contact lenses and I know it's a big business and I, I know so many people are aware of them. I've never worn contact lenses, mostly be, never. And, and honestly, the reason is I don't want to put anything on my eye because I think it's unnatural. And I found that glasses do two things. One, they're, they're a nice fashion statement, not these, uh, no, they're, these, they're these, these are just reading glasses, but the, you know, as a foreign body protector, <laughs> you know, like if something's blowing, it's not going to blow into my eye. It's going to blow into the glasses first. So I, I just kind of like, yeah, just the idea of putting something on my eye. Like, no. You know, it's funny, but my mum also wears glasses every day and she feels naked without her glasses. Yeah. And she often says things like, I can't speak on the phone. You know, someone's calling. <laughs> I can't speak. I've not got my glasses on yet. Now, what difference does that make? But she's convinced she can't hear properly until she's got her glasses on. I get that. Yeah. I've, I've been wearing glasses since I was like four. My parents always felt so sorry. But, but you know, four-year-old with glasses, I've got pictures of me with glasses at four. They're like, oh, my face like this, held together with tape. Because, you know, you, four-year-olds destroy them. But I, they're just a, a fact of life. I mean, I don't do anything without glasses on. No, and that's... That's just you, isn't it? Whereas yeah. when I wore them, I always felt <clears throat> I was hiding. I felt like I couldn't wear the earrings I wanted to wear. I couldn't do my eye makeup like I wanted. Yeah. And, I, and I felt like I wasn't dressed in the morning. Yeah. So it's funny how different people feel so differently about their glasses. Yeah. Um, but for me, no, I, I'm glad I don't have them. But more so, 
I'm glad I don't have the infections and the contact lenses. Yeah. And what a great thing. Yeah. So and, what's the infection that happens with your eyelid where they kind of it gets all... It, yeah, it's not an infection. That's something called ptosis. Ptosis. So oh, that's a nice name. As a medical student, again, it's drilled into you. Something called Horner's syndrome, and it's ptosis, meiosis, and anhydrosis. Ptosis, meiosis, anhydrosis. Yeah. Say that five times after you. <laughs> after cosmopolitan. Yeah. So um, that's Horner's syndrome. Ptosis is where the eyelid droops, and um, it's usually from a form of nerve damage. It can also happen a lot with... So Botox would be good for that. That's just what I'm saying. No, not good for it. Botox can cause it. If you inject somebody too low down, sort of towards their eyebrow, on the outer side of the eyebrow, that can cause the muscles that hold the eye up to sag, basically, and their eyelid almost it looks like it's sort of coming over the top portion of the eyelid looks like it's coming over will the it, eye. Will it, it reverse after when the... Yes, okay. yeah, after but about three, four months. Three or four months? Can you imagine you walk around looking like <laughs> you've been in a fight for three or four months? Don't go to Backstreet Cosmetic Clinics. Yeah, exactly. You won't go back to that place. Yeah. It's like, you got to fix it. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> it, there actually isn't really all that much you can do. You have to sit it out. Um, then the other one is meiosis where you've got constriction of the, the pupil. Um, so, and then you've also got anhydrosis, which is where you have a lack of sweating on that side. And it can be from a what? number of things. What do you mean, lack of sweating? Yeah, anhydrosis. So you have a, a lack of sweating on that side of the, the yes. eye. Really? Yeah. Um, we sweat, what, 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 where do we sweat? Like just above the yeah, eye? Yeah, do you sweat everywhere? Yeah, but your eye doesn't sweat. Everywhere. Have you not had a really hot curry before and got the eye sweats? Come on. I, I, when, and you like have to dab your brow. Because it, it's like, whoa, yeah. what have I eaten? What chilli was this? Maybe. I, well, I, I know for a fact I'd definitely get it. But you you actually sweat everywhere, okay. really. You're always yeah. releasing sort of water and it's evaporating off. But you will, you that will cease to happen around the eye. I always look at the right side of the eye, but it can happen on either eye. Uh, it's usually unilateral. It's from a form of dirt nerve damage, whether it's in the neck, whether it's sort of um, like an aortic dissection, even can sometimes cause it. There's numerous what's different it, what's things. In, oh, okay. Uh, or it can also be a tumour that's at the tip of the um, the lung as well. So there's there's a number of things that can cause it, um, but that's called Horner's syndrome, and that's not an infection usually. Mm. It can be an infection, like myasthenia gravis can cause part of the ptosis, which is where the eye droops, but doesn't cause the other things. So Horner's syndrome, pos- po- uh, something that's fairly common? No, it, it's, no. Okay. <laughs> it's so uncommon, but every, it's rare. As you every said, it's medical a rare... student is told about it from yeah. day one, and I don't really know why. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, no, there's, but there's loads Well, I guess of because things. it's going to be that one thing that's going to happen at one point in your life, and you're going to go, I remember med school. Got to direct you. Yeah, maybe it's because you don't see it very often. They drill it into you so yeah. that you, you are aware when you see it what it might mean. Yeah, because there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's just going to become, you know, the bread and butter of uh, GP's practice. They're going to come in, yep, know what it is. Here you go, here you go. And then it's like, oh, hold on. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few of those. You learn some weird and wonderful things that you don't see very often, but everyone knows them. And um, I mean, and I don't know how we're doing on time, but there's lots of other more serious things that we can talk about with we got, the eye as well. We've got a bit more time, so let's do it. Let's do it. So the other one that I think I always try and speak to people about is um, retinal detachment. Yes, heard that a lot, hear a lot about that. Retinal detachment and glaucoma. I don't feel like we can talk about the eye and disease of the eye without mentioning those two, because they are the two that are most 
at risk of causing complete vision loss and, uh, and not returning. Um, and there are other, lots of other things that also cause vision, vision loss, um, like papilledema, where you get sort of inflammation around the nerve of the eye and that can compress the nerve and, mm. and cause vision loss. Same with diabetic um, retinopathy, where you can get small um, little hemorrhages, so like little bleeding on the back of the, of, of the, the retina, again, which is where we where we actually see is the retina. That's where the vision is formed on the back of our eye. And again, over time, if you're not controlling your blood sugars, this is what can happen. It damages the blood vessels of the eye and it can cause bleeding. And that's how you can lose your sight. But the two more acute ways are, as I say, let's talk about retinal detachment first. So the, 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 the perfect history for retinal detachment is someone suddenly feels like the sight goes black and it's like a curtain comes down. They often yeah. describe a curtain coming down. And what happens is that the retina basically peels away from Ooh. the back. Oh, Yeah, so it almost like sags and often be due from a, a lack of pressure. Is there, is there pain bleeding. when that happens or is it not really... It's not usually, that's no. not normally a real common thing that people would say is it's painful. It's okay. just... There's no real nerve... No, that, like that nerves like that there not really no but it's, you just can't um, see usually so something like glaucoma for instance that's painful because it's sort of internal to the eye the retina just literally people just say it's literally like a cloud a, a, a curtain just comes down wow. so it's not usually something where pain is, is yeah. mentioned depends on the cause though james okay so sometimes if it is due to sort of irritation or really bad bleeding, maybe there could be, but that's not the typical history. Uh-huh. It's not something that is the forefront. It's the fact that everything just goes black um, and it comes down in this sort of wave fashion. And you don't mess about. That happens, you go straight to the emergency department. Okay. If you have a... Is there a window of time where you can where they can reattach that or do something? Yeah, you can't... I, I don't know the actual... Um, the number of hours, but the general rule of thumb is you get them into theatre as soon as you can. Okay. Um, and the longer it's left, the more chance you have of losing your vision. I remember we picked up a patient once from... I think it was Afghanistan. Um, it was this poor gentleman. It happened in both his eyes. Oh, no. Both of them. And he, we had to put pads over his eyes... Um, to basically um, stop him from trying to move his eyes because the more he moved his eyes when your eyes are open and you do you naturally can't help but try and look around yourself yeah. um, when that happens you're more likely to interrupt that retina further by the movement right. of the eyeball yeah. so we had to cover his eyes and he had this quite long flight to get him back um, I can't remember what country he went to now but we had to basically try and get him into theatre and there was nothing available where he was and we were all quite concerned because every hour he spent on that aircraft was another hour that he hadn't had the surgery to try and intervene and he was, oh it was awful he was sort of saying please pray for me pray for my eyes, pray I can see my children again, it was, yeah. it was awful okay. yeah um, and had, I mean, I, and I've heard people getting detached retinas from you know, a bad fall in the schoolyard, you know, playing sports. I mean, it, 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 it are some people more predisposed to getting this yeah, or it's just luck of the draw? There'll definitely be a genetic predisposition. Um, but also, uh, you know, trauma definitely yeah. is something that can, no, I've never really had someone just falling over and it happening, okay. but it could definitely happen more so for something like uh, bungee jumping and things like that. Right. They mess about with the pressure of the eye. Um, but often it's just random. Okay. Yeah, it can just be just random, and the people aren't didn't even know that they were what that it, it was going to happen to yeah. them, and it just suddenly happens on that day. More common as you get older, though, as well. Okay, and uh, if, if you do get into theater, if you do get into surgery, it is something that can be fixed if you get there soon. Okay, yeah. So the longer you leave it, the less likely you are, and obviously, if the retina won't reattach properly to the back of the the eye and it's not fixed 
very very quickly then yeah sadly you can lose vision in that eye and it's usually unilateral it's usually one eye that's affected and then the other one we should definitely discuss is glaucoma yes i feel like that word is used a lot it's used tons and i have no idea about you know i hear oh yeah my grandmother's got glaucoma or so-and-so has glaucoma it's like oh yeah okay hear the word you know so okay so tell me what glaucoma is something with the eyes yeah you're you're there what about the eyes i don't know (laughs) i really don't know well, it's um, it's a, again, it's a it's a pressure problem, and it's an increase of pressure in the eye, mm. and there is closed angle glaucoma oh, that, and open angle glaucoma. That's the test they do when you go to the optometrist, yeah. where they blow the eye on your eyeball. Yes, they're testing for the pressure, eye pressure. Yeah, then, but it's it's really important that you know the pressures inside somebody's eyes because too little can cause retinal detachment. Uh, or you can get sort of like lots of floaters and things like that in your eye, which you oh, tend to get more as you get older I anyway. Floaters. I get those every now and then. Do you? They're weird. They are weird. They are weird. It's like, what is that? Oh, happens more as you get older. Oh, there we it's go. So you're suggesting the... I'm old, right? Okay. No, I get them as well. <laughs> and it's as the jelly in your eye sometimes turns to liquid. Yeah. Um, as you get older, then you can start to see like little strands in your eyes. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, if you get too many floaters, then you should be going and just getting your again pressures checked. Yeah. But um, for glaucoma, you have an increased pressure, okay. and it can either happen slowly. Mm. Um, and that is open angle glaucoma. So it happens slowly, and basically where the fluid exits your eye, and again, because you're always making more fluid, as the fluid's exiting your eye. So the eye is full of fluid, right? Yeah, the eye is. It's full of fluid, because it needs to, for the light to travel through, it needs to be clear, a clear substance. Um, And so you're always replenishing that fluid. But if, if slowly the vessel where the liquid is from your eye is exiting starts to get closed up, like it has small deposits over time, Um, and these it can even be like cholesterol deposits, like we were talking really? about the other, oh, the other day. Um, for then, strokes, that was the stroke stroke yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But this can be like from various different reasons. Uh, it starts to close. People will gradually start to lose their vision and not even really realize it because it right. happens so slowly. Um, and and so yeah, that's a chronic process, which is why they will check your pressures. Is is this yeah. happening? Okay. You don't realize the pressures building up in your eye, and for. Closed angle glaucoma, that's an acute onset. So it happens all of a sudden. And basically what happens is that a portion of the eye kind of folds a little bit. And it means that water can't escape from your eye. And um, and that is a medical emergency. People will often feel sick, nauseous. They'll have a terrible headache. There will be definitely pain in the eye. Um, and so you'll often sort of see them holding their eye and saying, yeah. I just don't feel well, I've got a terrible headache and I can't see properly. And again, that's a, that's a medical emergency. It's straight to A&E. And if it's got soon, it can be fixed. Otherwise, it will cause compression of the, the nerve. And, and then you're done for. Yeah, well, if, ah. not necessarily done for, James, but your <laughs> eyesight will be severely impaired going forward if you have any at all. Oh, we don't want that. So, no, so, no. I mean, it's terrible. So, it's a terrible thing to happen. So with glaucoma, again, regular optometrist appointments, checking for the pressures could be a good thing it's often genetic as well well. so yeah that tends to be more so genetic Mm. so if you have a first degree relative that has had glaucoma and it could be male you know your father your mother grandmother grandfather doesn't matter who no first degree so it'd be your um, mother father father. or sister brother okay um and uh if you have one of those then i believe in the uk you are actually entitled to free optometry appointments i'm sure that was the case yeah um certainly was years ago been a while since i've practiced in the uk so i can't remember but yeah that that used to be the case and uh yes you said we should all be going to the optician 
And I was I, actually sat here thinking, when was the last time I went to the optician? I See, I, I know absolutely that I need to go to the optician. It's been over two years because I was thinking, oh, I want to order some new glasses. And they said, yeah, but you need an updated prescription. Yeah. And so I'm going, yeah, I got to got to do that. I think for adults, it's every 12 months. You should really be going to yeah, the optician. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm well over the expiry period here for that. And that's, that's not good. No, it's it, not good, James. It's one of those things that we just don't, it's, you know, it's just like, I'll just do it later. Well, we had a chat before we started recording, didn't we, about life administration. And yes. I feel like... Life administration. I, I feel like, like that we should word. have a, a four-day a four week and then a, a life admin yeah, day. Th- that last day is the life admin day. And, and I do use It'd be it the for, busiest. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> And I was, I was actually thinking life administration. I was thinking, you know, one of these things I got to use that, that final, that Friday of the week and go and get an eye, an eye checkup and maybe a few other things along the way. Well, maybe I can, I was actually thinking maybe I can back to back a few things that I've just haven't gone and done. Yeah. Well, looking after your eye health is important and it's funny because we just don't think about it. How crucial are are, (laughs) our eyes? And we don't really think about the health of them. And the fundamentals of eye health actually come back to diet, exercise, just general lifestyle. Yeah. We don't realize. Which you never attach diet and exercise to eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Yet frequently, if you're diabetic, eyesight's something you'd really worry about. Um, And yeah, like again, people with thyroid disease, the eyesight is something you really worry about. So there's a lot of medical problems that have impact on your sight. There we go. Hey, this has been a lot of fun, Jenna. We've, we've learned a lot and we've, you know, opened up a lot of doors for people to go and explore more, ask more questions, but there's a lot going on with your eyes. Think and think and think about what you're doing to preserve that eyesight and keep it working. We know where we're going on our next podcast. We're going to talk, uh, all, all sorts of we were talking about prenatal classes prenatal we? classes we're going to just talk about having it. babies and, and more it's going to be fun and the, if you're wondering what you're listening to it's Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna Burton I'm James Pikeway coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai we'll do it all again really really soon so long for now <laughs>